0: There's a lot of things in common with the way they talk, and it's all about how the staff treats them, the company, the staff. It's just like a family. family. So it's like when you walk in there, you're not just a customer you're not just
1: somebody. welcome back to young smart money my name is Apple Crider, and I am your host now this is an episode that I've been looking forward to for a long time okay if you guys aren't familiar Mike Swick is somebody who has done a lot of amazing amazing things throughout his life and continues to innovate and stay on the cutting edge of fitness as time goes on so we got started in the UFC he had 15 career UFC fights which is wild we're gonna break that down and talk about about the parallels that exist between the UFC and the world of entrepreneurship. He now runs a sort of high-scale luxury training facility in Thailand, which is is phenomenal. And like, he's working with people who are at the top of the top of the top in order to allow them to get to that peak performance level and really maximize their athletic ability in whatever they're doing. This is an amazing, amazing interview. You guys are going to love it. And one of the biggest things that we talk about in this interview is really just how to get yourself to that next level, okay? Because a lot of people might be feeling stuck right now. They might be feeling they don't really know what they need to be doing to sort of keep moving and keep getting to that peak of that peak of that peak, and that is exactly what we're talking about in this interview today. So if you're looking to get at that next level, this is going to be extremely valuable for you. Uh, So sit back, relax. No matter what you're doing right now, this is going to be a value-packed interview. So uh, we're going to welcome Mike onto the show. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. All right, Mike, welcome to Young Smart Money. How are you doing today? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. So for those of you guys that aren't familiar with Mike, he is somebody who has done a lot of things throughout his life so far. Um, One of the main things that we're going to be talking about in this interview today is his experience in the UFC and how that has led him to the places where he's at right now. So just to give you guys a brief intro to Mike, and then I'll let him fill in the details that I don't touch as much on as he would like. Um, But he was in 15 UFC fights throughout his career. He was featured on the Ultimate Fighter reality TV show. He's been doing a lot of things in, in the fighting space. And now he is the founder, co-owner, and CEO of AKA Thailand, which is, um, you can fill in any more details here, but a, basically a kickboxing academy in Thailand that is one of the top in the probably the world um, in what you do. So, Mike, can you fill our listeners in on a little bit about what you're doing right now? And then we're going to hop into a little more of, of your past how you get started.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm, I'm running AK Thailand. It's, it's actually a luxury gym resort. So, what we do is we do not only kickboxing, we do MMA, Muay Thai, obviously, um, and BAJ, yoga, strength conditioning. We have a weight room, we have a full scale restaurant on site, basketball court, um, everything you can imagine, air nine room. So, we, we, can't, we basically cater to it's a destination gym. So, we cater to anyone from fighters to uh, fitness enthusiasts to tourists. Um, Just about a lot of celebrities, a lot of, uh, you know, high level fighters come through just to see the facilities and train there. Beautiful location uh, in the middle of the jungle, underneath the mountains. It's it's pretty cool. So right now I'm in Thailand and I'm just running the gym, working on expanding um, and just overseeing operations. And then, yeah, I'm also starting, I'm incorporating an NPO, 501C3 NPO that I'm going to work on next, my next big project. Kind of a dream dream project for me since I was young to to create an m p o that's um, gonna help hopefully change the world and, and change definitely people's lives and and animals' lives and things like that so yeah, a lot lot going on um, awesome. but it's all you know, hard work obviously and and pushing forward like you said.
1: Absolutely. And I'm really excited to dive into a lot of these different areas because uh, the fitness space is one that a lot of young people are interested in pursuing. They see people on Instagram who are doing like crazy things in the fitness area and they want to get involved, but they might not know exactly what it takes and all that hard work that does go into actually building a real business in this space. So that's one of the things that I really do want to hit on in this episode today. But first off, Mike, can you walk us through sort of how you got involved in the fitness space to begin with? Because it's a place that you've been for definitely most of your life so can you talk about those early years and how you first got into this area
0: i've been in martial arts since i was around eight and that was kind of like my i wanted to be in the military when i was young so i was watching all the the target horse and stuff like that, and <laughs> Delta Force, all that stuff. so i got into martial arts to kind of prepare me along the way until i got old enough to go in the military and i started on taekwondo then i moved into kickboxing and then Finally, around ninety six, ninety seven, I got into MMA. I was training in Texas, moving to multiple gyms, kickboxing, BJJ, MMA, or, or not MMA, but uh, boxing. So I was going to multiple gyms for different styles of fighting and started fighting kind of, uh, I
2: don't know,
0: just call it underground, but it, just wasn't, it wasn't like, we didn't have a commission and they were putting on shows and like rodeo arenas and things like that, mixed hmm. rules. And, and so my first pro fight was in 1998. And... Just started fighting and, and I think it was, I was eighteen, I think. Wow. I don't know, maybe eighteen or nineteen, something like that. I was pretty young. Wow. And then uh yeah, I just kept I kept winning so like I didn't didn't want to stop, you know, because uh, I was getting bigger fights, bigger fights. in yeah. San Jose, California, where Frank Shamrock was training and the American kickboxing academy was called Team Shamrock at the time. And I made it on their team, they had a big tryout. So at that point you know, I'm obviously like old enough to possibly go in the military, but things mm-hmm. were going smoothly with we fighting. I wanted to kind of just see how it went and see what success I could have. And I could always go back to the military, you know, afterwards. So, um, got with the AKA and Frank left. We called it Team AKA and kind of formed that team. And then got in the UFC, opened a fighter, and then had 15 fights in the UFC. So, the only difference I think I would say between me and some of the other fighters, especially that I hung out with during mm-hmm. those days, was I think, the concept of, the end I think like when when you're a fighter and you're getting those big checks and people treat you uh, you know all these different ways I had some good mentors around me that were keeping me grounded and telling me that this is going to change and this isn't going to stay like this forever and mm. this be your last fight or your next fight and for whatever reason that really resonated with me and like even though it's almost impossible to see when you're this young fighter making all this money and, and being on tv and you got video games and magazine covers and all these different <laughs> things you think the is never going to be rich and famous and never have to worry again, it's really hard to like take a step back and, and believe people who you might think are just jealous or just trying to bring you down or they don't know what they're talking about, but I did. And, and so I took all the money I made from fighting and actually, I shoved into the business. You know, I got with the right people, the right advisors and I'm like, it can't hurt. You know, I, mean, I definitely, some of my friends were buying Ferraris and wow. I bought a plane, the Cessna, yeah, Cessna yeah, Sus- Skyhawk. So it's like, I was like, you know, it's not going to hurt because right now I'm young like twenty four twenty five I'm like I'm young, and it's not going to hurt to try business out, get good at it, and at least it's an investment and I might not have all the like cars and stuff right now, but if it does work out, it makes sense what these guys are saying, and it's probably the right way to go so I, I invested in a uh, a print shop It was actually started as a charity I did for the military, cause I the military. So yeah. because I didn't go in
2: the military,
0: so because I didn't go military because of the UFC, I felt bad, and so every single between every single fight so I'm, I'm probably the most uh, support tour. Person with experience ever. Like, I, I literally went to, I think, 30 overseas military support tours with USO, AFE, and then Walter Reed all across America, North Carolina, everywhere. So wow. um, I just felt like I was a regular back concern. So I didn't go in the military. So um, I would always go on these USO tours, and, and I was running out of things to pass out to the troops, especially the wounded warriors in, in Germany coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan, both of which mm-hmm. I went to as well. Um, wow. And then Walter Reed. So I created this charity organization kind of like called combat life where I could print shirts and they would have a cool logo that had like a military theme to it. And mm-hmm. I found this warehouse and and just kind of did it as charity on the side just to kind of have shirts so that I could get them cheaper to pass out. And I was going to sell them online just to kind of make back the money that I used to, to print them and hand them out kind of thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then I ended up seeing a big business in that. And so I, I shaped it into uh, a company and it became one of the largest screen printing shops in Northern California. I grew it for about, I guess, nine years to a capacity wow. that could do 11,000 shirts a day. printing, wow. And we also did vinyl printing, uh, stickers, decals, embroidery, everything. So then I sold it here recently. And obviously, the, the money since, then, since my USC career and everything I put in, always in the business. So uh, the rest of everything went into AK Thailand. And, uh, wow. You know, I built that from scratch. It was literally a jungle that was undeveloped. <laughs> like you couldn't even drive on. in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it's like, it took a year and a half of people to find out where this gym was, but I wanted to go big and I wanted to be like really tied. Like my dream was to build a gym in Thailand. I've been coming to Thailand for 20 years uh, for training. There'd never been a facility where I could actually train for a UFC fight, only Muay Thai. And, so it was real important to me to build a big, nice gym. I wanted it to look like Thailand, so I had to get this spot that's like, you know, you got a huge mountain view. It's all jungle. Uh, we're about to build an ocean view terrace on top of a stairwell where you can actually go wow. stairs and then see the ocean. So it's, it was it was a hard task doing business in Thailand, and that's been the biggest like challenge of my life. But that being said, it's taught me so much building this gym. I failed the first time, lost a ton of money, went back home, had to regroup myself and then did what literally every single person told me not to do, come back to Thailand and throw all my money back in. I had to fight two more fights, took all that money. You'll see on Fox 4, you'll see on Fox 5, getting a bonus me out. Took all that money, came back to Thailand. My pride was just too big, and I shoved it (laughs) all back in again, like literally every penny. I didn't have enough to finish the project, to be honest. Like I I shoved in everything, and I had enough to build probably, because it was so big, probably like half the gym maybe, or maybe even less. And then I just went to work, and from the day they started building the gym, I started forming my business plan and, and, sh- and, you know, showing basically what I was going to need to show to get an investor to come on and help me out and be my partner. So that commitment of me doing that is the only thing and the only reason I got an investor to come on and, and help finish the project and, and be able to build so big. And Because I knew in Thailand you have to go big or you can't survive. It's, it's a that? tough place to do business. It's just and it's, you can't. It's, it's almost impossible to stay stay open as a business if you're small for a very yeah. long time. I mean, probably every restaurant I've ate at, every place I've went, almost except the major, huge chain or business. Mm-hmm. Since I've been building this gym and this is gone. It's like it's just such a turnaround, and wow. just like me at my gym, I mean, you just get crushed by everyone. I mean, I can go into details, but it's just like it's a hard place to do business, and you know, there's. Everyone's out there to crush businesses in one way or another. And I went small and was just being a nice guy to try to build a gym and do my own thing <laughs> and realize that business, you got to fight harder than you fight in the UFC. You know, you got to fight like, it's tough. It's, it's way tougher, way more challenging, way more intellectual, way more, it's way more difficult to me than, than fighting, but it's also more gratifying when you, when you build a gym. Hmm. So in six years, I, I, I basically drew it all on paper. Um, my idea what i wanted it was multiple buildings multiple places training facilities um and i sat with a a guy that knew cad and he put into a cad program so we could see it in 3d -hmm. and i took it to a thai architect and then we formed business plan No, sorry uh, building plans Mm -hmm. with actual building materials we went through all the prices the cost everything um and then we went to work started building i brought on my business partner sold them on you know that I burned my ships and I'm, I'm here and I'm going to do this one way or another. So if you want to be a part of it, you can, and you can do this thing. I promise it's going to be one of the most amazing gyms in the world. If I can just build what I want, but I obviously can't at this stage. So he, he saw, I guess the commitment and the, the drive and the business plan and came on board and came uh, in an investment to finish, to finish building it. And it's been open for just under six years now. And I, I just brought it to seven figure gross revenue a year.
2: Wow. So that's,
0: that's my, my big goal as like a, a CEO and an entrepreneur to, to hit that top 4% yeah.
2: of businesses
0: that can do seven figures in a year, especially in Thailand, a place where the, the economy is so, yeah so cheap, you know, it's like a good, good to, to live here. So to do that from a business, I built from scratch out of dirt, sticks and stones in Thailand, in less than six years to a seven figure growth has been my like highlight in my business career so far. That's so unreal. Like, Super excited right now. Yeah, it's, it's like I'm I'm just like so confident, and that's I'm trying to do my NPO and I get this thing incorporated and approved by the IRS. And then late in the year, I'm gonna open up another company, hopefully in California. So I'm just I'm just like on a on a roll. I feel right now so happy, so excited, and just so motivated.
1: Yeah, man, you're flying.
0: Trying, I'm
1: trying i'm yeah. trying <laughs> so so this obviously didn't come out of nowhere like you had to have some crazy big vision to bring something like this to life so can you talk about where where did this idea come from you said you've been training in thailand for 20 years and you didn't have the gym you wanted but like where where did you get the idea for like such an amazing like destination like re- resort gym uh, just complex that 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 would allow you to fulfill these needs like where did that come from
0: I mean, the thing is, i have been coming back to Thailand, where for you know, like I said, 20 years, and then um, there wasn't that big gym, and then I found one that was that was kind of a, what I kind of wanted to do, mm. another gym locally. It's actually right down the road for me, actually, oh. <laughs>
2: um,
0: and it uh, it was a it was a major it was a big gym, but they were totally missing their mark at that time, and and mm. they were for, went, went up for sale eventually. I tried to buy them. We did do diligence on them. My lawyers found all kinds of stuff, and I, we didn't end up like uh, going through with the purchase. Um, that being said, I just knew I could build something way bigger than what they had. And, and my vision was just so much more sharp because I've been in gym since I was you know, eight years old yeah. and I didn't want to just build a gym that I've trained at. I wanted to build the gym. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to build the gym that like you wait and save your money for a year to go to just to say you've been there, That cool wow. factor, like a hardware cafe of gyms. You know, I yeah. want to be cool and exciting like, I wanted all the architecture to be amazing. We have huge paintings all over, like outside the billboard. It's this gigantic AK Thailand logo. We have the mountain. We got the huge, gigantic uh, Muay Thai area. It's like a stadium almost. I wanted it to be just like shock people and a full regulation half court um, in the back with AK logos all over it. So I wanted to just do something where it's like not just a boring gym like every other gym in the world where I grew up and trained. And it's like I'm looking at bags and I'm looking at like, the wall or someone punching me in the face every second. I wanted a view like mountains and like fresh air from all the, the jungle and the greenery around the gym. And like, you know, all these different facets to it where you can do so many different things when you're on site, kind of like a college campus. Mm. And so, yeah, we, we did it. We built it all. We got multiple buildings and it's still growing. I'm, I'm only a third developer right now. So wow, we're going to probably start at the end of this year, hopefully, and start building some really
1: cool stuff. That is wild. And if y'all are not following this man on Instagram, you are missing out because he is posting so many cool videos and just like images of this place. Like I, every time I look at your Instagram story, I'm just like blown away by all the different things that you have to offer here. So um, if you guys aren't following him, Mike underscore Swick on Instagram, definitely make sure to check that out. Link will be in the show notes as well. Just needed to throw that in there because like what you're talking about is, is amazing. And like, I couldn't even imagine this stuff until I saw like videos of it. And I was just, blown away like this is it, it's unlike anything i'd ever seen before in in a gym environment so that was just wild i
0: appreciate it, man thank you it's cool man. it's cool when you like build something especially like i mean people can relate to the probably that you're you're following as your are following can, can definitely relate to this, some facet of it but most of the time when you have these like crazy ideas and these things like what this gym has turned out to be it's no one's gonna like support it or or think it's going to work i mean that's yeah. kind of where you separate the great from the okay and normal because you should mm-hmm. have an idea you should have a plan to do if you really want to go big and do something amazing it's really got to sound crazy in the beginning yeah because otherwise it's just normal right and, and so just in with everybody cool else. yeah, I, yeah it's, it's cool when you do that and you put your money where your mouth is, you lose it, and you put it back in again and you go against the leader of what everybody says.
1: And at one point yeah. I was
0: just standing on a piece of land, just digging holes, and I'm just looking at it around and it got, everything was invested into this. And I was just like thinking to myself, fuck, man, you know, like, I gotta hope this works 'cause like <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do if it doesn't. And and people ask me like now, they're like you know, they basically like, Man, you know, you, no one thought you were gonna do it. I like, we were, we had a I think Darren called me on my podcast and uh, I was talking to him and asking him what the guys thought of the gym because when I left, I would go back and forth to Thailand for so long and I fell the first time and went back and forth, back and forth. And like they were all wondering what was going on because I kept coming back for fight camps or in between. I had no gym, I had no updates, no nothing. And they're like, the hell is he doing in Thailand? I thought I was doing some of secret stuff in Thailand or something. But <laughs> the way I described it, they kind of knew me at that time and know me now is like my best advice it happened in my fight career it happened in my print shop and it happened in ak thailand so it's the best advice i could possibly give anyone because it happened to me three times on the three things that i was somewhat successful at and the best way to describe it is when you when you have a goal and and you obviously you have a path when you have a goal so
2: mm-hmm. when
0: you have that goal you look at it the gym i'm going to build a gym in thailand okay it's going to be in a beautiful place. I'm going to get an architect. I'm going to get a manager. I'm going to get um, a lawyer. I'm going to get all these people that you need. And then boom, I got my path. I see right directly between me and that gym. It's going to open and be amazing. Mm. You always have that path where you wouldn't get started in the first place, right? You wouldn't get started on something. That you have no idea how to build, or you think you don't know how to build yeah. or you have a way of it done. You always know in the beginning, how you're going to do it. And it's going to be perfect. And everything's going to be great. And this is the <laughs> path Now, when you're on that path. Every time you're on a path, I don't know, it depends on how long it takes this this to happen. But at some point, that path is going to get a lot more narrow and eventually get covered up. Mm. And when the path gets covered up and then you can't see where to go anymore, I think that's where 99% of the people just give up. And they're like, well, okay, I don't know which direction to go. Clearly, this is a sign. I'm just going to go back and it's clearly not my not my thing right I can't what am I supposed to do walk into the dark I have no idea where the path is and I think the people who continue forward and the best way to put it like in my depression days where I was like losing the first gym and going in the second and all this stuff I was so depressed like figuring out what to do and I was like stressing out and I was like I got to a point where I was like okay I'm fine today the gym is still there it's still going Mm -hmm. it's another day I lasted let's just get up and go (laughs) go tomorrow (laughs) and if it lasts till tomorrow night another day and it was just, it was literally day by day. It was like step by step by step. So I was like walking out and just kept going forward in the dark. And the more that I pushed forward, no matter how impossible it seemed that it was gonna work out, I mean, there must have been a week or two week period at least where I just hundred percent thought I was gonna fail. But I just kept going forward as if like I I wasn't listening to myself. And for whatever reason, during that time, and this had happened similar in my printing and my fi career, during those times That's when things just started opening up that you just don't expect. Uh, Someone will come up and help you. Someone will open a door. You'll get some kind of um, advice or influence that that can help you get to that next step. And then slowly the past starts showing itself again. And then then you find it again. And then you get your rhythm back. And then you go. And then eventually it starts covering up again. Mm -hmm. But you're not scared now. Because now you know if you just keep walking forward, something's probably going to happen. And then it's just a bunch of those. It's a bunch of failing. and crossing over but the more times you do it it's like fighting or anything else you get more and more confident each time you fell so it's like embrace the fell like you, you're, you're going the right way if you're failing mm. because if you keep failing it's the right path the path where you don't fail is the path that leads to a nine to five yep. and a safe job a safe income you're not going to fail doing that and going to work every day but when you're failing a lot there's there's something at the end of that rope right you're yeah. failing because it's hard failing because you're not supposed to go there because, you know, 90 something percent of people aren't supposed to be successful. <laughs> so just, I took it like failing is the right thing to do. I'm on the right path. And I just sort of started to embrace it yeah. and learn from it and almost kind of look forward to it. Like now I know I'm not going to lose the gym and we're, you know, we're having success, but we always have problems. We always have things that come up and it's like stressful with this or stressful with that. But I kind of embrace those moments because I've been through such worse moments where like, I literally thought, that particular failure was going to cost my gym and cost everything I have. And like, if I got through those times and kept moving forward, there's nothing now that's going to like stress me out that much because I know it's going to be fine. You know? So it's, Mm. I don't know if that that makes sense, but like that's, that's that's my advice to people. I see so many people that are building business and they come and talk to me and they're like, man, help me out with this. This is what I got. And they're unprepared. They're Mm -hmm. not prepared for failure. They don't have, things set up and their mindset's just not right. Like a lot of people are chasing money and they're chasing it fast and they don't realize that if you just do something right and do it out of passion and, and put your heart and soul into it, especially me with this big ambitious dream of building a gym, I knew it was either not going to work or it's going to be great. Like in my opinion, because mm. it can't be in the middle, you, you, this kind of like goal and this kind of project to put together. It's like, it can't be just, eh, it's, it's okay, Jim. It's either going to fail completely, yep. or it's going to be really cool, and so that's the choice I made, and I went for it.
1: Yeah, cause the so, middle is where dreams die,
0: and, and the middle is where you don't want to be, and yeah. you got to keep going forward, and you got to keep pushing, and you know, like the biggest thing I, I love now is advisor. Like I love these reading reviews from our guests, and like mm. you know, like being a I mean, they write articles, and I like, post pictures, and like uh-huh. all kinds. It's so cool, man! It's cool to have built something from scratch. That, like so many people, people come in and just take photos. They don't even want to train there. They just know about it. and They come and take photos. Other people come and buy shirts and and, and hear all these stories. I mean, everyone that comes to our gym is from outside of Thailand. We don't we don't train any Thai uh, locals, so uh-huh. um, it's all foreigners. So we get between eight hundred and a thousand foreigners from around the world that fly in to train at our gym, but pretty much every month wow. in the low season, like September, October, it probably goes down to like five or 600.
1: Wow. And
0: some of those people are there for a day. Some of those people are there for a week, a month, two weeks, whatever the case, but we get that many new names through our gym. So we're constantly hearing the stories. And it's like so cool that like people's been following the gym for like two years or three years and they come in and they're just so excited to be there. And it's just like, wow, it makes me feel so good. You know, it's that I actually created a business that's successful, and that I I can make money from, that I can be proud of. I'm not taking people's money. I'm not setting people up like teaching them trading or something where they're gonna lose all their money. <laughs> I'm I'm literally making money and success off other people enjoying themselves and having success as well. It's like a perfect job. You know, I feel mm. I feel good about it. Everybody's happy, and then now we got to so my, my game plan was to build this amazing gym, and then give it the it factor. So you've probably seen the social media. We make it really cool. We, yep. We're trying to put a lot into that, and I want people to think that this is the most high-class, high-level, state-of-the-art gym that also has the cool factor and the location, everything combined. So then it was just getting all my friends to come in that are like fighters and celebrities and things like that to come in and kind of like get their opinions and show the world what this gym's about. So luckily Dana White uh, from the UFC, the president of the UFC, I talked to him in a company for like, man, five years or something. I was building this gym. And then he finally wow. came and he actually did <laughs> the commercial for it. So wow. he, he actually did the commercial for the gym. Yeah, it came to time for 11 days with his family. I trained at the gym. And I, Dan Bilzerian came. I talked to him into it in LA. <laughs> when he got his new house there. And I talked him into coming. He, and he finally came. And so he came and trained at the gym. And then, believe it or not, Damien Hurst was here like a couple months ago. And like the artist, wow. uh, the most famous artist of the living, I think, right now, Damien Hurst or one of them, uh, he came in and and drew sketches all over my walls uh, inside the, inside the place. And obviously Chuck Liddell and we've had a lot of, uh, you know, Hollywood stars and and fighters. So it's just so cool. It's like have this gym that is turning into what I hope be that kind of hard rock cafe, cool, it's factor type of business. And, you know, I judge my success on not my success, but the success of the gym on not just fighters winning fights, but like, you know, the, the people that are, losing weight or having fun or having their first muay thai fight or you know maybe winning fights or learning jiu-jitsu um we have a beginner mma class for guys like business guys or tourists that want to come in and see what mma is about but not like have to fight mma fighters so it's cool that they get to go in there and train like real mma fighters with the same crew we have at aka but yeah they do in a safe environment with other people you know, with their same level. It's just really cool. I mean, everybody's happy. Everyone's having a good time. I'm just sitting in my office. I'm just like, wow, so cool. I'm so glad I didn't give up, you know?
1: Mm. Man, I can tell just by the way you're talking about this, that you are so passionate about what you do and about this experience that you're creating for people, because it really is just that, like you were talking about with the TripAdvisor reviews and having all these amazing, amazing people come through. Like you are really fostering an experience. And that is so important with people when they're thinking about creating a business that they want to have an actual impact on the world. Think about the experience that you're creating Mm -hmm. for the people that interact with your business. Don't just think of it as a transaction. Don't just try to go out there and be the next like amazing Forex trader and like try to sell people some like crazy courses and whatnot like think about the experience that you are building for somebody and 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 what you're really providing them because that's so essential and if you build a business that can really impact people in a strong way and leave them feeling extremely satisfied going out there sharing it with the world filming a commercial for you like these are the things that allow you to build a business that's really going to last and that's really going to to impact people in the way you want it to and and i think so many people just don't go about it thinking about things like that and and they just think about how quick how they can make the most money the fastest and buy that ferrari the fastest when in reality they should be thinking about how can you impact the most people in the most profound way and and that's just such a powerful mindset shift that you covered that i think is is amazing and it really does come through in the way that you talk about your business and i just think that's that's a huge thing to to emphasize for our, our younger listeners here
0: absolutely and you know like as far as business now moving on. Well, first of all, people see me like, traveling around the world a lot. Um, there's there's reasons for that. Like, of course, it looks like I'm on vacation all over the world <laughs> in Dubai and Indonesia. I'm going to France this month. But the point is, I'm I'm meeting up with influential people, and we're working on some other things that surround all my business tying together. So my NPO is going to tie into, you know, my other companies are going to help, um, uh, you know, donate and and sponsor and fundraise for the NPO. Mm. Um, Sanford Media is my production company that's going to cover all the media for. Um obviously AK the podcast and then other future projects. The podcast is still going and then AK Thailand. Um so I'm always working, even though it looks like I'm traveling around. You know, we, we travel, we have fun, but I'm working um all the time, like literally all nights, sometimes all night, like literally, working on plans and ideas and obviously having to make all the approvals on the gym. Somebody recently asked me, like, how do you have the gym in a position where you can run it so well but you're not there? And you get to take these trips, and, and it's being ran so well. And I remember I said, Someone messaged me that on Instagram, and we just sat and like chatted for like uh, like thirty minutes because I was really appreciative that he appreciated kind of what I set up. And
2: yeah. he was, you know, his
0: page was all this entrepreneur stuff, so he was a diehard entrepreneur. And I was just explaining the importance of having that family atmosphere at your business. And mm-hmm. you have to have, first of all, you have to be passionate about what you're doing because that passion is contagious. So, I'll never be in a business that I'm not passionate about again, ever. It'll never, mm. it'll never happen. So, if, if you're in a business, I'm 100% passionate about that business. This business is my, my baby. I'm passionate about it. This MPO, I'm passionate about it. This other business I'm going to set up later on in the year, I'm extremely passionate about. Um, and that passion, when your employees see it, like you probably hear in my voice when I'm talking, yeah, that passion is contagious to everyone, right? So that motivates everyone. Um, just like negativity is poison. If anybody is negative, and, and, and I have 47 employees at Tyler, if I find out any of them are negative, I don't put up with it. Like if they're no. making negative posts on Instagram, if they treat customers negatively, if they have a negative attitude and complain to other staff or, or guests, completely gone. Like it's so contagious both yeah. ways, positivity and negativity. And I don't deal with any of that. And when you when you when you build something like like what I have here, that has that cool factor, and you have celebrities coming in and. You're always putting these like these goals on the board that you want to reach. Everyone's so in tune to reach those goals
2: mm-hmm. because
0: we're so excited and happy when we hit those goals. They're they're concerned with that more than uh, you know just clocking in and clocking out. And so everybody's texting me, you know, my my manager, um, my director of customer relations are always texting me throughout the day. We're getting close. We did this. We're getting close. We did that. Check the POS. We did. And it's just like. They're all for that goal, you know, and they know how much I appreciate it. And we have parties, and, and that family atmosphere carries on to your guests and carries on to your customers. If you go to our our uh, Tripadvisor, check it out, and you'll see the difference. We have something like hundred and sixty-five star reviews and like one wow. bad review. And so it's like, and it was a it was a situation that we could have handled and fixed how the customer came. to us. it was like with a trainer or something, mm-hmm. but he just left. Me before I could give them a free training session, give them a free meal, whatever the case is, it's going to mm-hmm. happen. Yeah. But it's like if you look at the at the guests that um, leave reviews for my company, you'll learn a lot because you'll see it. it there's, there's, there's a lot of things in common with the way they talk and it's all about how the staff treats them, the company, the staff. It's just like a family. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you walk in there, you're not just a customer. You're not just another person. You know, we don't just take your money. You go to class. We don't say another word to you. Everybody knows everybody. We treat everyone special. And like I said, that's between eight, 800 plus people a month, but we still know everybody. You know, everybody is in, in charge. 47 employees spread themselves out and, you know, they make sure, make everyone feel special make sure everyone has a good time, make sure everybody has the experience that they expect and more. And mm. that's what's really held this together and has grown so fast.
1: How do you, how do you establish that type of a, a connection and that much of, of, sort of togetherness with, with a 47 person team all working towards one goal, all being so laser focused and so much on the same page. Like how do you, how do you build that environment?
0: You have to build from the top. So you, it starts with my manager, my directors, they have to be committed, motivated and passionate. And to be honest with you, it starts with a lot of people getting fired, mm. um, I can't tell you how many people work for me and don't anymore. It, it, it's really tough to find the right person. I'm a perfectionist. I'm OCD, so it's like I have to have. I'm not going to hire someone because they're nice, or I'm not going to hire somebody because if they're not they're underqualified or they're not. You know, I want the right attitude, but it's like I have to have the right people in the right places. And mm. if it's one quality, but I'm looking for three, it's not good enough. And I'm going to keep looking and keep finding those qualities. And your higher end staff, like your or your your upper echelon of staff, like your directors and managers, they have to have that same passion as you. So you have to find ways to compensate them uh, in a way where they're pooling for the same goals as you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have bonus systems, peer systems, um, uh, commissions, and things like that. So everybody at the, at the upper end of my company gets benefited from this company's success as it grows, and they're also full board just team aka i mean they love the, what the gym stands for they love what it does they love the exciting people that come in there and they love you know seeing the pictures and the videos on the internet and it's just cool for all of them so if once they're online and they're on, on task with you and, and their, their vision is the same as yours and they believe in you 100 percent
2: mm. then they just
0: pass it on and they're sure there's going to be people at the gym that aren't going to be that 100 percent motivated and passionate as you are yeah but you know, as long as they're not spreading negativity and causing damage, you know, to everyone else who is positive yeah. and happy, it's fine. You no, know, it's but I mean it, it's the best way I can explain it. I guess I just don't deal with negativity. I think that's the, the, one of the biggest things I can give advice to. Like if you if you have somebody you're interviewing that perfect qualifications and they they look good and they're nice and they, you know maybe they're strength and conditioning coach mm-hmm. and they have every certification and CrossFit, TRX, everything else. But they're just kind of like, you look at their Instagram and they're complaining about this, they're complaining about that. Mm-hmm. And, and you them a chance anyway, because they're so qualified. And then all of a sudden they're like, pounding your you know, do this and do that. And why don't we have this? And then they're complaining in the kitchen, they're complaining of the staff. Yep. Those people, they will tear your company completely apart. I've had to, I've had to clean up my entire administration before my entire sales team before my entire kitchen mm-hmm. staff before my entire still staff before it's like a poison and, yeah, and those people toxic. will come in there and ruin it Ruin, it. And, and most of the time you know it, it's sad for the people that fall into that trap because they come back you know they, they do stuff or say stuff that's not right and offend a customer whatever the case was in a bad mood because they're, they're they're thinking these things and then they come back later and like man i'm so sorry you know i was just influenced by you know this person and you know, I, I didn't see the bigger picture, and you know, I made a mistake. Blah blah blah. But people just have to realize negativity is—I I, can't—I ex- can't even stress how bad that is in the business place.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent, and you really do have to like hire slow, fire quick. Because once you figure out that somebody is a problem, you got to get them out of there because they're gonna—they're gonna tear you down if you Absolutely. don't.
0: In Thailand, like I'm saying, in Thailand, you can't fire people. It's crazy. Like in Thailand, you have to like. uh Write people up three times before you fire them. Really? So like, someone can walk into my office and give me the finger and walk out, and all I can do is write write them up once. If they do something, (laughs) yeah. If they do something serious, like steal money or commit some crime or something like to a level that's on the the severity chart, whatever, then Mm -hmm. yeah, you can. But most of the time, like negative people being negative, you you can only give them warning. So if I want to fire someone, I'm stuck with having to like keep pressuring them. Until they do things three times in order to fire them, so I figured out because it's Thai law, I just changed their hours. Like if something happens where I know it's gonna work, and you gotta get rid of them, I'm wasting my time on wasting their time. So exactly, for a few, a few of my employees changed their hours to hours I knew they couldn't work, and you know that's something I can legally do here, and something (laughs) that they obviously aren't gonna do, so they would just quit. And and that, so a little little secret tip for anyone that's doing business in (laughs) Thailand. Or fire somebody, and, and you don't want to write them up three times. Just change their hours to five in the morning, and they'll be gone within two days.
1: <laughs> wow, little pro tip there for anybody who's hiring in Thailand. Who knew? <laughs> yeah, that is it's wild. A hard
0: place, man. That's it's not wild. a that's different.
1: So you mentioned earlier being able to create this dream that was big enough for everybody to get behind and creating goals that could really unify people. Do you have any tips for our listeners to sort of structure their goals in a way that are not only big enough for them to really be driven to achieve, but also to get other people on board? So do you have any any sort of strategies that you use to set goals for yourself or your business that have been extremely effective in, in getting people on board?
0: Just like success, I mean, you can't you can't fake your attitude when it comes to your passion about the business. Hmm. Um, you're never going to set a goal and get everybody excited because the goal is so amazing, right? Yeah. You have to sell yourself. Just yeah. like as a salesperson, when you're selling a car, you're selling uh, whatever you're selling, you have to sell yourself to that person. And that, and that person likes you, they're going to believe in you, right? And, and they're most likely going to give you their business and listen to what you have to say and trust in you. So you have to sell yourself. And, and you can't You can't continuously lie and sell yourself and Mm. sell people a lie. Like you have to be extremely passionate, which is why I say you have to be passionate about what you do and you have to put the work in. And I think when you, when you're the leader of the business and you put your work in and they know your story, they know what you've been through. They've seen what you've done to get the gym or to get your business where it is. That passion uh, and that drive and that emotion then they believe in you, right? Then then they're like, yeah. you know, they're sold, right? They're sold because they know you worked hard. You're not just some businessman that came in and put a bunch of money down and took <laughs> over everything. And that guy's never gonna have respect. You're never gonna have respect, right? Because they're not gonna feel bad for stealing from that guy. They're not gonna nope. feel bad for cheating in some way. They're not gonna feel bad if the business fell for that guy. But when they see somebody that's really worked their ass off and it's like their family like, AKA with my family. This is my team. This is my my dream and everything they rally behind you quick. And so when you set these goals and these these things, these tier systems and stuff that you're getting everybody excited about, you have to be excited about getting to those levels, right? Those goals and those tiers are set for yourself. Those are my goals. Those are my my, my levels, right? But they're the ones going to have to help me get there. So they know that. So they know that like it's not an individual goal for themselves. It's it's they're helping me get to my goal, which is gonna make me happy and make me appreciative. And then everybody's happy and everybody's getting what they want. And so because of that, I think that's why they get so excited and rally behind everything. I mean, you see my, my most of my staff, they're taking, I mean, my manager was, she was a manager of the Bionium Tree, which is like a, one of the nicest resorts in, in Thailand. Yeah. And she'd been there 13 years. Wow. And I really wanted to get a good, good administration because I didn't want them to be, a, a, know anything about fighting or be around the fight world. I wanted a, a business. Administration, the, the new one doing as far as business, and then they'll just have to deal with the fight stuff and and learn about it as they go. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to bring people in that like, oh, I'm a big fight fan, but I I'm also an accountant. or yeah. I'm also this. I'm also. That. I wanted a real legit business staff. So I took took this uh, this employee, my uh, my, my, uh, my my number one there as far as my my gym manager, and I hired her and brought her in talked to her into coming and giving us a chance basically she took like a break and and said it work, could work out better for her location wise and stuff and, and she would take a chance with me and see, see what the story is and come work and then she just got sold on that passion she didn't know anything about fighting um <laughs> and she saw what we we're doing i talked to her about where we've been you know where i want to go and like if you look at her instagram now like be quite her from the gym, but it's like she's so into everything. She's so excited when the celebrities come and the big fighters, and she's out taking pictures in the Muay Thai area with all the fighters <laughs> and put on Instagram. Because just everybody's just so happy to be a part of it, and that's that's what I hope would happen. And yeah. lucky for me that everything, everything kind of worked out that way. That we're finally getting to that stage now where it's like that dream is kind of being reached a little bit, you know.
1: Mm. One hundred percent, one hundred percent, Mike. You have been dropping so many value bombs on our listeners today, and your story has been wild. I've learned a ton from it. I have some questions that I'd like to ask all of my guests before we wrap up the show. You feeling ready for those? Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Sure. Awesome. All right. So the first one is, what are you excited about right now? So clearly you have a lot of things on your plate. You've got a lot of new things that you're starting up this year. Um, but could you mention maybe just one or two things that you're really excited about uh, coming in this next year?
0: The two things I'm excited about as far as business is the growth of AK time for two thousand nineteen. Mm. I have a really big goal set for this year. So achieving that goal is very exciting for me. And then this MPO that I'm I'm getting incorporated is I'm really passionate about that. That's like the probably one of the most excited things that's going on in my life right now because it's something that like I'm really passionate about, something that's really gonna give back, make a change, mm. make a difference and just be very fulfilling.
1: All right. And y'all better stay tuned to Mike's Instagram to get more details on that as it starts coming to life. Um, Mike, what habits have served you most in, could be fitness, could be business, could be lifestyle, but just what are some routines that you've gotten into that have really taken you to that next level?
0: Oh man, I guess like try not to talk too much. Like I have it on the podcast right now. <laughs> um, Listening more and just kind of taking things in instead of having such uh, fast reactions to situations. I think the more you think about things, uh, the better you can solve them, solve the issues, solve the problems. So I'd mm-hmm. say like listening a little bit more, I wish I had done better. Um, things I ha- so in the reverse of that, that's what i obviously improved on. Um, mm-hmm. Listening more, not being so fast and hasty to make decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and studying like you've got to study like you have to be so passionate to you know eat sleep and breathe your your mission and business in yeah. general so like, you better read del carnegie and Napoleon hill follow gary Gee. like you better get everything because you know like you're going to need all these things to, to wrap to fit to your style of business and they're things that's going to help you and save you in the long run so it's a lot of watching youtube a lot of watching online videos it's a lot of reading books but um yeah i, I think just man i don't know just being focused and yeah. and seeing results caused me just to be a lot smarter and wiser and i guess that's it
1: 100 to answer your question slowing, yeah.
0: slowing, slowing, slowing down and, paying attention and, and not being so hasty i was really hasty in my early business career and it didn't serve me well
1: Hmm. do you have any examples in particular
0: just irrational decisions um, based on emotion. Mm. Um, when you put your heart and soul into businesses and you have a lot on the line and you got workers that are not working as hard as you or mm. not as passionate as you are uh, or do something that's disrespectful in your mind to the, the mission or the, the job, I was a lot, a lot a lot, more quick to like attack mm. and reprimand and punish certain employees versus sitting back and just looking at the situation and thinking about not everybody's like me and i'm i'm the one that owns the business and not everyone's going to have that same that same passion that i do you know because they're not getting out of it in the end what i'm going to so i had to learn to manage people i think and by managing people you have to listen to them and give them what they want essentially whether you're twisting things around or whatever it takes, you never win an argument. So you can't mm-hmm. really have an argument and win. And that's what I hastily got into. Um, and so you have to manage the people. When you can manage the people and whether you say no or yes to whatever they want, make them feel good about it and make them feel good. Maybe if they don't, if the answer is no, make them feel good about other things that they're doing that, that is just a yes and is positive. So they at least walk out of your office happy that's been something that's been huge for me because the old me, coming from Fighting in a Cage, I was really like like not put up with shit kind of guy. And I didn't realize, it's not like after it happened so many times, you realize it's not everyone is just trying to, to mess up. It's just you got to, it's your job as a manager and a CEO to like manage people and learn about them. And it's your job to to figure out what type of person that is and how to get the most out of them for your business. How are you gonna make that person work and serve you the best? And if they walk out of the office pissed off, it's not gonna work. If they walk out of your office upset and bitter and you know whatever, it's not gonna work. But if they're motivated, and whether you tell them yes or no, they walk out and they're like, man, you know what, it sucks, but damn, that's cool that he said that. Yeah. And I get this if I do this. They're gonna do a lot better. And, and I think just learning about people
1: in general has been a big big help for me hmm. that's really interesting that's really interesting and you mentioned i mean some great resources for that as well like dale carnegie gary v and really just figuring out how to structure those conversations effectively so that everyone comes out feeling satisfied and nobody comes out feeling like wow like that dude just tear tore me apart and now i feel awful for the rest of the day so i think that's really really important uh, and that sort of ties oh you
2: you can continue man
0: I'm sorry. I was just gonna say a lot of that. Dale Carnegie is, is basically how to influence people, and like, I mean, that's back from the 30s or whatever, 40, whatever year that book was written. And like, yeah. um, that goes back to his ideology on like how to handle people and 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 win them over and stuff. And it still works today, you know. Yeah. Um, you, it's so important. It's so important to read that book. It's so important to learn that. That is that is one of the things that helped me a lot. And then going into Gary V. Gary V. is more up to date and it's, he doesn't he doesn't teach more of the fundamental stuff like the old school guys like like bill Carnegie but he teaches you know mindsets and positivity but also mm-hmm. what you can actually use in today's era that wasn't available back then it's up to date mm-hmm. and it's ever changing changing his his ways of mentoring and advising people based on the platforms that are available and like how how much access you have to really change your brand and the world and your company via social media social media has been Gold for us. Instagram is our number one source yeah. for getting people to our channel Wow! It's like so following someone like that, you get to learn like what's going on now, what you can use now to to improve. So it's like it's kind of the the new age uh, mentor and advisor. And I, I really look up to him a lot, and and I've learned a lot from him. So
1: one hundred percent. We got to get him down to AKA Thailand sometime.
0: <laughs> I hope. So busy. I wish.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's definitely a busy guy, man. Um, so that sort of ties into my next question that I like to ask, and that is uh, what content are you consuming right now? I know you mentioned um, Gary V., Dale Carnegie, but like could be books, blogs, podcasts, videos. What content are you personally consuming right now, if any?
0: A lot of it, man, right now at this exact moment is I'm catching yeah. up on Gary V. Mm. So I, I didn't come across him until later on um, when he started blowing up. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff. To catch up on, he puts a ton of media out. Oh my! And the yeah. issue is, I work. I don't even watch TV. I might catch a Netflix show or like a real good documentary or go to movies every great once in a while. But like, mm-hmm. I, other than that, I don't watch TV. So, um, I'm working like, after dark, maybe like nine or ten. I work to like maybe two or three in the morning. Wow. It's like that's my time, like my quiet time to work. Yeah. So he puts out so mm-hmm. much content. By the time I get done with my work and my emails, my approvals, working on my paperwork for my MPO and like planning everything out and coming up with new ideas, then I set aside my time to get caught up with Gary Vee, which is like he's doing these long videos now where it's like six and a half hours or eight hours or whatever of his day. And it's like incredible because it's like it's not like a course, it's not like you're learning from a book and he's just telling you certain things that's going to help you. You're seeing his life for that day like unfold. So it's like you're catching. You're catching him react to people and it's in context. It's in like, you're seeing how he reacts to people, his advice on the spot spur of the moment. So that's when you really learn. He's not, he's not rehearsing and then doing a one minute video. No. Uh, he's not rehearsing and writing a book. This is how he lives and he, he's so sharp and so witty and you see what kind of things work and don't work and he talks about it. So he has so much content out there. Here lately, I've been getting caught up on that as much as I could. Like looking back at some of his older stuff, uh, watching his longer videos now, um, but yeah, and then I have a couple of advisors that I that I pitch things with, and we go back and forth, and you know mm-hmm. things like that. But as far as books and stuff, it's, it's mostly just YouTube videos of of Gary V, old and new, to be honest.
1: Yeah. And just like having that ability to like look over somebody's shoulder and see what their actual day to day looks like, see what they're actually executing on in real life, not just what they get up on stage and say for 45 minutes, like being able to see like the nitty gritty, okay, this is exactly what this guy is doing at this high of a level extremely, extremely valuable if you're able to pick up on some of those like subtleties and, and all the little nuances of what he's actually doing, not just like the things that he's saying, but like his, his mannerisms and like how he treats people that the, there's so much value in those those real cut like episodes that, that he does in particular. So I'm totally, totally with you on that.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I, I pause him so many times because of that exact reason, you know, these small moments where you're yeah. just like, wow, OK. And like you've seen how many people have you heard of that's like follow people around and like intern and stuff like that. And they yeah. grew so much. Like a lot of these business guys, you Carney, a lot of these business guys, you know, they, they shadowed people for a long time, but they exactly. shadowed great people. Exactly. And that's how they learned. They didn't sit there and just read about it. And what Gary Vee's allowing now is he's allowing you to essentially shadow him via this video. Yep. And it, it's, a, it, it's priceless. What, what you can learn if you really pick up on things and you really have a business mind it's priceless. I mean, he's putting it out for free and it's on, it's on YouTube. You know, how, how can you not be watching If you're a business person and you're trying, young an entrepreneur and you're trying to make it, how can you not be watching that? Because if you clock out, like, like he says too, if you clock out on the weekends or, you know, you, you make all these plans and like, you're dreading Monday, that's it, this big thing that he says,
2: mm-hmm. you don't have what
0: it takes to be an entrepreneur because let me tell you, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It took a lot of like, Full days, but not even turning a TV on or radio, nothing to get where I'm at now. You know, and it's like, and I'm still not where I want to go. So it's like, you have to be ready for that. And so if you're not watching all this stuff that he's putting out or some of these other people putting out, it's like you're way off track. Like you're, you're you're so far from where you need to be right now.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent. So one thing that I'm really interested in with, with talking to other business owners is one of the things that I do personally is every day I'll look at my new Instagram followers and I'll message like five to 10 of them. I'll pull up my phone, do a video, DM record, say like, Hey John, how's it going? My name's Apple. Thanks for the follow. I appreciate it. Um, just wondering if there's anything that I can do to help you out and just sort of like an introduction and, just letting them know that like, I appreciate them. So that's something that isn't like super repeatable. I I could like record a message where I don't actually say their name and then mass send that out to everybody, but that's not the way I want to do it. Um, so is there anything that comes to mind for you that you do in your business that isn't super scalable, that has really the Mike Swick personal touch to it? Um, anything in particular that, that resonates with you there?
0: I mean, I don't do that, but I do answer almost every message I get, um, yeah, I try to answer everyone. As long as I have time and, and I can fit it in, I try to answer every message, especially wow. if it's, it's important and it's like a question that they really want to hear from. So yeah. if you go to my Instagram and you look at the post, whether it's 20 questions or comments to 50 to 100, whatever it is, you'll see that I answer almost all of them. Wow. Um, and I think that touch helps people and makes them feel special, even if it's just like a thank you. If someone's going to write, you know, two or three sentences about what they think about that post yeah. or about me and my career, what I've done, the least thing I can do is say thanks. You know, yeah, like, it takes me like two seconds. You know, and it's the least thing I can do. So I'm, I'm never that type of guy that's going to post something and pretend like I don't look at it. These influencer yeah. guys, they're looking at their comments and their likes all day long. And <laughs> if they don't answer yeah. those, they're being dicks. Like, yeah. it's like you, you can't sit there and, and, and not support the people that's supporting you and, and give them back at least something. And then the people that ask questions, I, I try to answer them to help them, you know, give them information that, that I possibly can. So, yeah. And I get a lot of DMs about business or about AK Thailand and I send them to the right people, you know, in my staff or whatever, or do what I can to help. So, and I started that in my, MySpace days. Like, like I started that back when I was in my UFC career and I realized that like, if you don't build yourself as a business to the fans and like, like be close to them and, and give them back, Uh, something, you're not going to have any. So that's why I I learned that on MySpace. I was answering, I was up all night answering messages on MySpace and comments during my UFC career when I'm training for fights and getting ready for fights. But then when fight time came, they rallied behind me. And it was was Mm -hmm. such a great feeling to have people rallying behind you, you know? And like, so you've got to work for that. It doesn't just happen, you know?
1: No, not at all. Wow. That's wild, dude. You've been at it. You've been at it for a long, long time. Well, Mike, last thing I want to ask you, where can people go to find out more about you, AKA Thailand and all the different things that you were up to Mention as many things as you want. I'll toss them all down in the show notes for our listeners to follow up with you at because we hit on a lot of things, but I'm sure there is even more. I mean, I know there's, there's so many more things that I wanted to ask you, but there's so much more that you have to offer for our listeners. So please just go through, drop everything that you want to drop and um, let them know where they should check you out at.
0: Yeah, mikeSweet.com has all my links to all my, my sites. Um, it's still a work in progress on some of the links, but it has pretty much everything there. I would say Instagram is the most intimate look into my life. Mm. I'm going to start doing a lot of videos, uh, be it about business, about AKA Thailand, about the travels that I'm taking. Um, so there's going to be a lot of stuff start being, a lot of content will start putting on Instagram. So that's, that's the, the easiest way to get a hold of me. I'll answer your messages and um you can really see kind of what my life is like for sure it's the most transparent platform i have so i, I would definitely say uh, at mike underscore swick instagram is if you want to follow me or follow what i'm doing and again if you have any questions dm me i'm 99 percent chance i'm going to answer your question. i mean unless it's just some, some silly comment or something you know i take it very serious i've had too many people that i've answered questions for um and helped come back and and it's been big for me, you know, like they'll leave a comment or something or they'll, I don't know. So many times it's came back that it's worth doing for me. You know, I 100%. love I love to help people because it always comes back somehow.
1: 100%. Always comes back around, man. Mike, you've been dropping so many value bombs on our listeners. And yeah, if they want to, if they want to find out more value from you, like Instagram, the place to be, you are extremely active there. You're always doing cool stuff. Um, so would highly, highly recommend checking that out again. Mike underscore Swick link will be in the show notes. Mike, do you have any last words of wisdom that you want to drop on our audience today um that you want to share
0: i don't think so man i think i talk too much it's like late in <laughs> thailand so i'm like having something like days. so yeah no i, I think i said much already so all right I appreciate everybody listen I, I wish everybody good luck if you have any questions go to my instagram message me if i can help you i will if i can't i'll tell you and uh good luck to everybody out there uh do good man and make a life for yourself to where you know you're your own boss and you can uh live on your own terms that's everybody's goal i think
1: 100 mm, man mike swick you are the man guys check out mikeswick.com. it's the place to be mike thank you again so much for your time i really do appreciate it man thanks bro appreciate it man All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Young Smart Money. Again, if you guys did enjoy the show, do remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really does help us get in front of more people with the show. It helps you hear from even more amazing guests. It just makes the world go round when you do smash that five-star in iTunes. And if you guys want me to shout you out in my Instagram story, I am always up for that. So if you send a screenshot of your review to Apple Crater Official on Instagram, shoot me a DM of that or just tag me in it. Would love to repost it on my short story and give y'all a shout out there. Otherwise, I hope you guys do have a wonderful day, whether you're out walking the dog, whether you are at the gym, whatever you are up to on this fine day. I hope it is a splendid one, and I will see you in the next episode. Have a wonderful day. Real quick, just launched a new project called the Online Course Examiner, basically the Yelp of online courses. It is blowing up lately, onlinecourseexaminer.com. Check it out.